The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 63 this morning. Um, I want to start, let me just read a couple verses to give you an obvious, it's pretty obvious where the passage is dealing with this morning. So we'll read a couple verses and then we'll just kind of get into the introduction to the thinking of where we're running with this. And so Psalm chapter 63, uh, verse number one, it says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as have I seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Obviously, we look at somebody you know, as he's taking time and he's praising God, and he's praising God for who he is, he's praising God for his goodness. But he starts off the beginning of the passage of this chapter dealing with some very specific decisions. But it's not just a decision, there's reasons behind it. And so I hope we understand that. So before we go in and break down this chapter, the verse section by section here, I want you to consider something. I think in our world today, and I would dare say that in, our, in American Christianity, it's easy to get this way. Um, it may not be true of your case. My guess is that since you're here watching, um, taking you know, 10, 15 minutes out of your day to watch a devotional that uh, you've already, you can, you can agree with David with much of what's being said in this chapter today. But I dare say that the average person in church struggles with the idea that when a, a situation comes up and a battle comes up, we're seeking answers outside of God. Now, I, I hope you understand there are things we need to do. You know, we need, I was listening to an evangelist last night at a, a meeting uh, uh, Middleton and I went to, and uh, he, he had COVID right at the beginning of all of it, way before any of the lockdowns. He's, he's not even that, about 10 years older than me, maybe. Um, ended up in a hospital with a very bad case of pneumonia, lost a lot of weight, and even yesterday was having a hard time just up and down stairs. Uh, one, one of the most energetic preachers I've met yesterday was sitting on a chair. And, uh, but he made a comment, which is interesting. He says, I wanted God to heal me, but I still had to do all the things the doctor told me to do. And that's something we look at. We, we want to pray and say, God solved the problem. We have to still do our part. And it starts with a proper mindset, which is what we're going to see in this passage this morning. So Psalm chapter 63 starts off with a very important two words, oh God. He places the focus of the entire passage, not on his battles or on anybody else who thinks can be a solution to them. He places the focus 100% upon God. He starts off with saying, Lord, this is about you. This is the important part. This is, this is where I'm going to find my strength. This is, this is where I need to keep my focus. You know, we can find our focus on the negative. We can find our focus on what we believe to be the solution, other people, other circumstances, things of that nature. And we've, we immediately try to jump to these other conclusions, these other solutions. And yet, what we're seeing here is that he starts placing the priority at first, but then he goes on to more detail in that same idea. He goes, oh God, thou art my God. 
So I, one of the things I love about this is he's, he's, he places God in, in, and as you can tell, the word God is capitalized, uh, signifying the, de, uh, the deity and the word even more, very much a specific name of God. And so he says, thou art my God, a little different. He basically looks and he talks about the power of Jehovah God and who he is and the awesomeness of it. But then he says, this God is my God. We talk about this a lot and it's an absolute necessity uh, this is where a lot of the difference between what many call religion and relationship is with God. Religion is about what I can do and what I can earn, how I can be so good. And, and, and yes, unsafe people seeking truth battle with this idea of religion. But dare I say, sometimes in Christianity we do. We find ourselves a performance-based Christianity. I must do to be accepted by God. And the problem is when that doesn't accomplish what I hope it does, then I become frustrated and discouraged because I feel like I've done and, and God should be doing this and it's the wrong view. I must come with the fact that God accepts me and loves me as I am and it must be that way. It must it must be the mindset that I have. And so he says, thou art my God. Do you know, I love the fact that he's my personal God. He's not just a superior being in, in, a, in a heaven that's waiting for me to mess up or hoping I'm good enough to be accepted by him. He's my personal God. He's my personal God for salvation, which means uh, eternity, what happens after death. He's my personal God for the battles that I find myself in. He's my personal God when I'm struggling with myself and my own, my own heart, my own battle, and the things that I know I'm battling, and the sins and temptations and the, and the conflicts that do take place inside of me. And while I battle with them, I, I get nervous. Lord, how can you forgive or how can you do this? How many times can I come to you and ask for forgiveness. And he's my God. He's personal. He knows the battles. He knows my concerns. He knows my fears. He knows the things that are holding me out of church or things that are holding me away from the freedom and victory and growth I can have. He already knows those things. And yet so often we, we think hiding them. It, it's better for us really because he already knows. He says, you are my God. But then he, he makes a very clear distinction of what's going to happen. Once he says who you are and how important you are, now I'm going to take a very important step. He said, because most of us would agree with the theology and the practical aspect of that first line. But this is where, uh, dare we say, the rubber meets the road. He says, early will I seek thee. You know, the idea of early, yes, I've read several commentaries, looked it up. It does give, it does exactly talk about the idea of a priority in my day. Priority in my day where I make you a focus. But you know, it's a priority in every part of my life. I will seek him. I will find him a priority uh, for the situations in my home, for the situations in the battle I find myself in. I will find him a priority. And this is why I say it's so easy for us to look to the world and look around for what, what might be an easier fix or something we can tangibly touch and tangibly do. And then when that all falls apart, then we'll go to God. And I encourage us, go to God first, give it to God, then step out as God leads and do the stuff that I can do. And if I'm struggling financially, am I obeying God in my finances? Am I, am I faithful in how I spend? Am I giving to God? I can't ask God to bless if I'm not obedient to God in my finances. Am I obedient to God? Is my marriage going great? Am I treating my wife the way God wants me to and vice versa, things of that nature? Am I doing what I have been asked to do? And this is the point. I will make God. I will make God's teaching. I will make God's truth. I will make him a priority in my life. And be honest with you, we can't be uh, good at what we want to be, a good coworker, a good employee, a good husband or wife, a good child, a good Christian, if I dare use that term. We can't be those things if we don't place him first. And I understand as Christians, you've grown up thinking, I've heard this, please, I'm not trying to say that if you don't have set devotions and you don't do something, you know, a thousand chapters a day or whatever, it is less about the function 
and more about the heart. What am I seeking? There's so many things that have our attention today. The question is, where is God in the midst of all of that? You know, we can't obey a God, of which we don't know where he's saying. I can't follow God if I'm not in his word. We don't go to his word out of obligation. We don't go to his word because I feel more spiritual, because I'm going to feel guilty if I don't. We go to his word because we need it. We need the help. We need the truth. We need the direction because his word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. He says, my soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You think about a desert place and you think about how dry that place is. And he's using the picture of how thirsty and how empty that place would be. He said, my soul thirsted for you. And here's what he's saying. He says, I, am, I am in such great need for you that I will set everything aside until I can see you move. We'll go in next time to break down more of what he's talking about and how that influences us. But I tell you, if we choose to wait, you know, many times the reason we end up in the Bible, we end up in prayer, we end up back in church or whatever, is because things in life seem to be falling apart and nothing else is working, so we're going to come back. I, you know, I'm just glad we still come back. I'm glad we still come back, but I encourage you, uh, as good as that is, may we make this first so we don't always find ourselves in those scenarios. And let me encourage you that in, the, in whatever situation in life right now, is dare we say drying you up, is, is, is sucking out the energy and pulling so much from your life that you're just unable to keep up. May you keep, don't, don't sit back and say, well, if God were good, this would have never happened. We know that's not necessarily true. Life just comes. God has not promised to eliminate it. God has promised to be there with us during it. Will I seek him? He says, my, my, my soul thirsteth for thee. You ever been so thirsty? I mean, you're willing to drink even something you're not a big fan of, you know, like Pepsi or something, you know? You ever been, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but you ever been so thirsty? You, you look at certain things like, I really, really, I'm not, you know, I drink water because you're supposed to, but I'd rather drink something with flavor. Not a big fan of it, but there are times where there's just nothing, but water is what we need, it satisfies. Let me encourage you that that's how we need to view God and do it before we, re, you know, we feel overwhelmed. Let's just make that a, a, a mental, spiritual, and physical decision to say, I'm going to seek him. So that way, that when I desire to be what God wants me to be and go where God wants me to go and to be right with him and to make the decisions right and to do all the things that I'm supposed to, may this be that thing that I, I make as a priority in my life. More than just recognizing God as powerful, more than just recognizing God as personal, we need to recognize God as a priority. And may that be our priority today. And, may, and, and I, again, I would state the fact that you're watching this states that is probably exactly what you're thinking. And you're just saying, yes, I agree with him. And so I want to commend you for joining us today and participating and making God's word something you are willing to participate in and, and, to, and to allow to be part of your life. May this be something that is more than just not head knowledge, but something that challenges us and changes our heart to be closer to God and be more like his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, today in this Wednesday edition, we invite you at 7 o'clock tonight for joining us for the adult Bible study in the auditorium. Our youth group will be available. Kids Club Nursery, all those things will be available for every part of your family tonight. Uh, even if it should be your first time in our church, we'd love to have you. Services start at 7 o'clock, and we look forward to seeing you there or online at 7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us again today. We look forward to seeing you next time.